Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi there, welcome to Money Tips. Well, US stocks, that's United States stocks, the markets over there have suffered their worst first half, their worst six months of the year in the first half for 50 years. This is going back to the 1970s to, to show a performance like that. Uh, I've been talking about this for the last few weeks, haven't I? We've been talking about the markets been down. I remember showing you this last week, how all of the markets were really uh, suffering that, that you know, it was all in the red all over the world uh, with, with the Dow Jones, NASDAQ down, you know, so and, and that, that was just last week. Now, they have recovered slightly this week. They've gone up a little bit, but the overall trend is still down because when you look at this today, I mean, this is just a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, you can see that the London market is up slightly, but that doesn't take into account that it was down last week. Yeah, the, the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones, yeah, it's not looking too bad, is it? They're just saying, well, it's down 0.16. But the overall trend is is pretty bad. Um, if you look at the, and this is why we say it's the worst first half for 50 years, the S&P 500, which is the, the blue chip stocks, is down 20% since the start of the year. That's 20% wiped off the value of people's stock values. It, it's it's billions, if not trillions of dollars wiped off the value of these companies. And the tech heavy Nasdaq tumbled 30% in the last six months alone. And if you go back a little bit further since it's high, it's probably more than 30%. So that's almost in crash territory. It's certainly a correction, but it's almost in, in, in into leading into crash therapy. So on Thursday, the FT in London was down 2%. And the Nasdaq was down nearly four percent, just under four uh, percent. And it's you know it's slightly up again. It's I mean, it's not down again that much today, but it's still heavily down on the week, more like four or five percent on the week. I haven't got the exact figures. The markets haven't closed yet. So we're looking at a lot of money being wiped off the value of companies. You might say, what does it matter to me? I don't invest in stocks and shares. That's for rich fat cats, isn't it? Who cares if the value of these big companies, you know, these corporate Fat cats, who cares if billions are wiped off the value of their stocks? Well, I'm going to tell you why it matters to you and to me and to all of us, because the stock market is a way of raising capital for businesses, for the likes of, you know, your Amazons, your Facebooks. They, they use the stock market to raise capital, to invest in these businesses so that they can make profits and also provide jobs. OK, now and then when you've invested this money and you know, the companies then make a profit. What do they pay on their profits? Well, they pay taxes. What do people pay on their salaries? They pay taxes. What do employers pay when they employ someone? They pay a tax to employ them. And these taxes obviously then contribute to, to, to build the roads and the railways and the hospitals and employ the 50% of people in this country that are directly or indirectly employed by the government. By, when I say the government, I mean by the taxpayer. So the, the other half of the, the companies, the private companies, pay taxes so that the, the public sector can employ all of these people. You know, your teachers, your doctors, your 
social workers, local authority workers, cleaning of the streets and maintaining and, and all these sort of jobs are, are paid for by, you know, these corporate fat cats in, indirectly because the government doesn't create these jobs. You know, the government says, oh, we've created a million jobs this year. Well, yeah, they've created the environment, the regime and the tax regime and, and the position to for, for companies then to go and create a job. I'll give you an example. In the area where I'm in Elstree area, there's, there's studios there, which are absolutely booming in, in the last few years. Sky are moving into to Borehamwood as well now. So there's a brand new, massive Sky Studios there. Plus the Elstree Studios, where they made the original Star Wars, has also added another soundstage, a platinum soundstage, which means it's a huge uh, studio for companies, to, for, for, for film companies to go in and produce films. There's, there's another studio that's even planned in the area. And, and there's another studio that's opened up in Broxbourne, Pinewood. All, all the studios are busy in the UK. Now, that's private companies making movies. But the government a few years ago, maybe 10 or 15 years, years ago, created a tax environment where it's tax advantageous for, for companies like Hollywood producers to come over here and make films. So that's an example of how they work hand in hand. But it's still the private companies that make the, make the jobs and create the jobs and employ people and pay these taxes. It's the private companies that invent things. It's the private companies that bring in new technology. Yes, now I know, I know sometimes the government sponsors research into technology, like the internet, for instance. Uh, but then it's the private companies that take up the reins and commercialize it to to create, you know, millions and millions of jobs. That's that's how it works. It's generally private inventors. Now a lot of people say, well, all the railways should be in the hands of the public sector. You know, there's an argument for that. Yeah, okay. Well, Maybe you could argue that, that 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 should be the case, but they forget that the railways didn't were not invented by the government. Robert Louis Stevenson was a private individual who invented the steam railway. I think you know that, that's and and the industrial revolution that created that that whole revolution of bringing billions of of people into work from from the farms. The industrial revolution. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the cars and on the road now. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But it was private individuals and private companies that started these railways, the Great Western Railway, the Great Northern Railway. They were private companies. So, you know, think about that when you when you say well, it doesn't matter what the uh, the markets do, because these companies raise money on the stock market. The London Stock Exchange was one of the first ones in the world. So that's why it matters. It matters to the taxes. You know, the next time you ring up your GP or you send your your child to a school, think about the fact that that all costs money. Right. You're not paying for it directly when you send your child to a school. You're not paying a fee for that, but it costs the taxpayer £5,000 a year to send a child on average to school. And they've got to educate those children for all of those years and pay for the school buildings and the teachers and, and all the rest of it. Right. So think about that. It also matters. That's one reason why the markets matter. The second reason it matters is because of investment. When when the markets are doing well and things are going well in the economy, Companies are more likely to invest. And in the standard just yesterday, in the evening standard, this is the London evening standard, there's a headline here. City summer jobs cull. That means you're going to cut jobs, looms, as London stock market floats dry up. That means flotations. That means companies floating on the market or launching themselves on the market. New businesses launching themselves on the market. So because this business has dried up, maybe because of market conditions, maybe because of recessions, maybe investors are not happy to, to have major launches in the market when there's times of trouble, when there's recession and global 
downturn and wars and this sort of thing and oil prices and inflation. That's when, you know, you get things like this. You get high interest rates, high inflation and low growth. That's called stagflation. So that could affect thousands of jobs. Again, you might say, oh, I don't work in this city, but it all has a knock-on effect, doesn't it? They're paying less tax. These are high-paid jobs. You know, when they come back to, to wherever they live, they've got less money to spend and all the rest of it. It all has a knock-on effect. We're all interconnected. We're not individual islands. We're all interconnected somehow. So it does matter. And it matters that companies are not investing. That means there's less new jobs coming onto the market, less new technology, and that will affect the growth in the economy in the future. That's another reason why it, it, it matters, investment. The next reason I've already mentioned this is jobs. It affects jobs. When companies' value goes down, somehow leads to a loss of jobs because they've got less money in the kitty, they've got less value, um, there's less people investing in that company. So they look for ways of, of saving and cutting money. Perhaps then they're not as keen to invest in new projects for the future, invest in new uh, I don't know, new new branches, new technology. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example of the oil industry. Um, you know, if, if the prices are down and, and the oil prices are down, the oil companies are less likely to, to invest in new oil wells, for instance. That's a simple example uh, that I can give you where, where markets are down. So it does affect jobs. And, you know, I know someone was laid off in the oil industry a couple of years ago because he said price of oil was so low that it, it just wasn't worth exploring and digging up the oil and drilling for oil because the prices were so low. Now it might have changed. Uh, that's another reason why it matters. Then it matters to your savings. As I said, you might not save directly into stocks and shares, but your pension fund will invest in stocks and shares. Most pension funds invest in the markets, in stocks and shares, commercial property, that sort of thing, and bonds. So if, if most, if perhaps two thirds of the money of pension funds is in some form of stocks and shares, of course it matters. Because if you, if you see the S&P 500 is down 20%, that means that a lot of people's pension funds might be also down by 15 to 20%, depending on the ratio of their funds. For you, it matters your savings, unit trust, uh, mutual funds, uh, various sort of investment trusts are invested in a lot of people's ISAs, individual savings accounts are invested in the stock market. So it matters when the markets go down, right? When you see that that statement at the end of the year and say, well, hang on a second, I had 100,000, now I've got 80,000. Well, then that matters to you, doesn't it? That, that's where it starts to hit your pocket. So it does matter. And if, if you're in pension funds, you, you need to look at that. You need to get advice on that. If, you're, if your pension fund is in the stock market, and then it matters to confidence. When the markets are down, confidence is rocked. Everything, you know, people get nervous. They, they stop spending. They say, oh, the markets are down. You know, I've lost money. I'm, I'm not going to spend as much. That affects the economy, doesn't it? Because if you're not out spending money, it will affect the economy. And it has almost a self-fulfilling effect on, on the economy and bringing things into a recession. So it affects confidence. It will affect confidence in property as well. People are not likely to go out and buy houses if they've just lost their job in the city because the city have laid them off. So are these people going to go out and buy a house? No, they won't even get a mortgage. So that might affect house prices in, in, in times to come. So those are, are, are really sort of, I guess, five reasons why it matters, why the stock market matters. There are other reasons as well, you know, but that, those are just a few of the reasons. And, you know, this, this market correction really has mean billions are wiped off the market, if not trillions. It means that the value of uh, funds and, and mutual funds and unit trusts and pension funds have also lost value. In the UK, that the markets have not gone down as much, 
but but I would be certainly very nervous if if all my money was in in the stock market if I had pension funds and all my money or or eighty or seventy or eighty percent of it was in the stock market. So you need to talk to your advisor about that. Just want to talk another thing about you know we're obviously entering into sort of a glow and this is why the markets are down. You know, global stocks are down. They fear recession, war going on. All sorts of chaos going on. And one of the areas where there is chaos at the moment. Now, I've known about this for a, for a month or two. And I might have mentioned this, that Sri Lanka is going through a lot of problems. Now, Sri Lanka was like a booming economy not so long ago. You know, in the last few, I remember talking about how, you know, Sri Lanka was this golden jewel in the, the, the Indian Ocean. And that's sort of thing. It, was, it was a great sort of uh, place to be. And it was booming. Now, they're, they're in chaos. And, and why? Well, they're actually running out of foreign currency. They haven't got money to, to even buy oil at the moment. So last night on the news, there was people who are queuing up at petrol stations. They're given these vouchers, which says you can now go and buy petrol. But then they have to queue, not for a couple of hours like we've had in this country, for two days. This taxi driver was interviewed. who slept in his taxi for two days in a queue waiting to buy petrol. But there's no petrol in, in the petrol station. The tanks are literally dry. It goes on. You know, the government's running out of money. They're running out of currency. There, there are food shortages in, in, in countries like Sri Lanka. Now, you know, to us in the West, we might say, well, it's pretty sad, isn't it? You know, maybe I'll contribute to, to Oxfam or something. But, you know, these things are far away at the moment, but they could come back here and hit us here because there are going to be food shortages. And I've talked about this before. There are going to be food shortages. Maybe not in your neck of the woods. We don't know. But I think globally... It's only just starting to hit countries like Sri Lanka. And there's a few other countries where you hear of things going on um, that, that show that there's a food. India has stopped the export of, of wheat. And I imagine that would have probably have affected Sri Lanka because it's on the border, isn't it? Um, you know, just across the, the ocean. Uh, so th maybe that has caused some food shortages there. India are sort of stockpiling their wheat. And of course, we can't get wheat out of Ukraine at the moment. Russia are blockading it. So it, it will hit, hit things. And oil prices are still high. Filled up my tank, they're about £100. I mean, £100 to fill up a tank. I don't normally think about the price of petrol. Uh, I just sort of, you know, fill up whatever I need. And I don't really look at the price. But now I'm looking. Now I'm looking at, you know, £2 a, a, a litre. £2 a, a litre. It's a lot of money uh, when you consider you need 50, 60 litres in, in your car. And it might be that every week. So that is affecting people's spending power and their ability to, to buy. Now has never, never been a better time to, to really look after your money, to protect your finances, to learn more about finances. And, you know, I've got stuff that you can look at online. I've got lots of videos on, on YouTube. So you can look at my YouTube channel, Charles Kelly Money Tips Podcast. But um, let, let me just give you five things you need to know about money, right? Five quick things you need to know about money. You need to know how to earn more money. Because if the money you've got coming in right now is not enough to meet your needs and you've tried to save as much as you can, then you've got to go out and find how to earn more money. You need to know how to manage your money better. There's no point in earning loads of money and then it's just going out the window. Uh, it's, it's coming in one door and going out the other and it's just draining away. It's slipping through your fingers like sand. You know, you've got to learn how to manage your money. That's a key thing. Earning money and managing money are two different skills. I know a lot of people who earn fortunes in their life but never had any money because they were always spending it all and not managing it and it was just going out here there and everywhere and i'll give you an example i looked at my bank statement today and i saw this amount of money had gone out i thought what is that you know 
So I, I called up the bank and they said, well, it's for this and that. And I called up the company and it was, it's a recurring payment on a credit card, which uh, it's just been going on. It's for something I don't even need anymore. So I got it stopped and they refunded it. But had I not been looking at my statement, that £100 would have just disappeared. And the next year, maybe another £100 would have just disappeared from my account through a card payment. The government is looking at this because recurring payments on a credit card are a problem. It's not so easy to look on your, on your bank statement and cancel a direct debit. Quite difficult to do on a recurring payment. So watch out the next time you click, yeah, I'll pay by Apple Pay and, and I'll enter this free trial. And then at the end of the trial, you know, it's just... Uh, the the payments are just going out of your credit card and it's very difficult to stop them. It's certainly harder to stop them than it is to stop it at, at a bank direct debit or a standing order. And I know the government are looking at these recurring payments because people are signing up for things and then forgetting about them or they forget about the free trial which lasted for a month and then they're paying for something that maybe they don't even want and they've just forgotten about it. So that's part of managing your money, which I go through in my, my course, how to... to you know, mastering your money the, the smart way. Uh, then you need to know how to invest your money. Now, we've talked a bit about investment. Yeah, your savings are losing money if they're just sitting in the bank, right? Your, your savings are losing nearly 10% a year on, in terms of spending power because you're earning virtually zero, but inflation is eating away at the spending power of, of your money. So it's like if you keep uh, a £1,000 under the mattress, uh, you know, the stuff that you can buy today if you, if you go out in a year's time and you try and buy the same things, you know, that, that will not buy you a thousand pounds worth of stuff. It will buy you more like 900 pounds worth of stuff. You see what I mean? So when the money is in the bank account, it's virtually under the mattress. It's safer than being under the mattress. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's losing value. Okay. It's losing value just as if it was under the mattress. Uh, so you need to know how to invest your money. Now that, that could be in assets. If you're not investing in assets, your money is losing spending power over time. Assets can be uh, commodities, it can be property, it can be precious metals, it can be uh, stocks and shares. Now, I'm not saying pile into stocks and shares at the moment, but you know, if you're saving money on a monthly basis, then you know, stocks and shares ISA will over time give you a better return than it will just putting it into a deposit account earning next to nothing. So it's very difficult at the moment because Inflation is high, but interest rates are low. And that's a recipe for this sort of stagflation. So in the past, when I remember inflation being high, you could put your money in the bank and earn 9 or 10% in the bank. You could earn money in interest-bearing types of accounts that were almost at a level of the interest rate and, and inflation. But now that, that's definitely not, not the case. Four, so that's, that's one, two, three, four. How to earn more money, how to manage money, how to invest money, and then... Four is how to protect your money, uh, because, again, your money is, is people are out there to get your money somehow, whether that's fraudsters, whether that's inflation, whether that's, um, you know, recurring payments or dipping into your account and taking money out of your account, or whether it's just long term effects and changes that can sort of wipe out the value of your of your savings if, you, if you're not learning to protect your money. And then number five is you need to learn how to borrow money and, and use debt to, to make money. Use good debt, not bad debt like buying consumer goods, but use good debt, okay? So those are the five things, how to earn more money, how to manage money, how to invest money, how to protect your money, and how to borrow money and use good debt. Those are the five things. So look, if you want to learn more about creating wealth, 
how to control uh, your money, how to manage your money, how to, to do that better and how to invest in property using other people's money, then click on the link to claim your free Wealth Accelerator Discovery Call with me. And then we can look at perhaps creating a plan for yourself and how you can improve your finances right now and, and, and build yourself a better future. So thanks for listening to Money Tips today. Check out my YouTube channel, like and subscribe wherever you're watching this, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube or whatever, on Twitter. Do like, share and subscribe. Check out my, my YouTube channel if you're not watching it on YouTube, which is Charles Kelly Money Tips Podcast. And look out for my property updates, UK Property Talks as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great day wherever you are and stay safe. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 